what is up? Welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. Uh, it is 1037 at night. I am in Cookville, Tennessee, on my way to uh, Elizabethton, or Elizabethton, or Elizabeth Un, uh, Tennessee tomorrow uh, for some work that I am doing up there, some recruiting and some other things, but got to get a podcast out tonight so that it can air today. So... I have a a little on-the-road setup, and it is the final week before I go on vacation. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm ready for it. Uh, Softball content, baseball, basketball content's kicking up. I might do some stuff with Monica in regards to the basketball, but I, I don't know how much. I'm I'm tired. I mean, after this, it will be fifty, what, six or seven episodes on the NFL draft, NFL free agency, and now the schedule release. So what we have to talk about each day is each division, and then what I'm hoping to do is AFC and NFC divisions of each, and then on Friday, my plan is to cover the playoffs as I see them today. Now, a couple of things you need to know. Number one, I don't expect any of these records to stay consistent between now and September. Uh, Look, everybody's unbeated right now. uh, Undefeated. Unbeated. Everybody is undefeated. And so you can't really judge too much into this. I mean, you could, and we will, but you have to be careful because, you know, like as of today, there's some teams missing the playoffs that I think are going to surprise you guys. And there's some teams making the playoffs with some records that I think are going to surprise you guys. We have, just as a teaser this week, according to my standards, we have one, two, three teams that I think are going to sweep their divisions. That means they win all six games against their division opponents. Only two of those teams win their division. I know. It's bonkers cray, as we say in the business. And so today we're starting with the NFC South and the AFC South. We're going to go worst to first in the NFC South and then um, probably do the same in the AFC South. So, this was hard. The NFC South was probably one of those divisions where, like, as I was going through each week, I really thought, you know, this, this division could be up in the air. I don't know that the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons, and Bucks. I don't know that there's a clear runaway. Now, there is with what I've done, but again, that's based on, you know, May 15th, 2023. So much can happen between now and September. And so we're, we're really going off of this by the, the seat of our pants, if you will. Here we go. In week one, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing to the Minnesota Vikings. So they go 0-1. They end up going 0-2 against the Bears. against the Eagles, 0-4 against the Saints, and then they go on a bye week. So they're 0-4, they come back, and they continue their losing streak again to the Detroit Lions, 0-5, 0-6 to the Atlanta Falcons, 
0-7 to the Buffalo Bills. I have this next one as a close one. It's 0-8, but it's against the, ten, uh, the, the Tennessee Texans, the Houston Texans. That game, I just think the Texans are better offensively. I don't know what you're going to see this year from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In some ways, the argument can be made that they have they have desperately gotten worse so that they can have a very good shot at Caleb Williams. But I have them going 0-8 against the Texans, 0-9 against the Titans, 0-10 against the 49ers, 0-11 against the Colts. I do have them beating the Carolina Panthers, so they go 1-11. and And they don't lose, they don't win any other games. Um, so I, I have them losing, after they win Week 13 against the Panthers... I have them losing in Week 14 against the Falcons, Week 15 against the Packers, Week 16 against the Jaguars, Week 17 against the Saints, and Week 18 against the Panthers. By my count, they play 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. They play five playoff teams from last year. Um... You know, who do you take out? You know what I mean? Who do you say they're going to beat? The Lions should have been a playoff team last year. You know, they, they should have been. The Packers were close to being a playoff team last year. So, I do have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going 1-16 and and 1-5 and in their division respectively. It gets better from there, though, because the next team is the New Orleans Saints. I have them going 500 in the division, 3-3. Three and three. I have them essentially, you know, not doing incredibly well because I don't, I don't buy Derek Carr as a starter. So let's do this because it's kind of funny I say that and then you're going to laugh at the first five games, basically. I do have them beating the Tennessee Titans in Week 1 and beating the Carolina Panthers in Week 2 and beating the Packers in Week 3, beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 4. Now, the rails start to kind of go off after Week 6 because they lose to the Patriots, but I have them coming back and beating the Texans. I just think that's early enough in the season that C.J. Stroud won't have his sea legs set yet and that they're going to be able to, to take care of business there. I have them losing then in Week 7 to the Jaguars, to the Colts, to the Bears, to the Vikings, to the Falcons, to the Lions, to the Panthers, to the Giants, even to the Rams. I have them beating the Buccaneers and losing to the Falcons for a whopping 6-11 and record, going 2-6 and at home and 4-5 and on the road, losing to every team that has a winning record, and going 6-4 and four against the teams that don't. Now, look, the, the New Orleans Saints are a team that I just think it's going to catch up to them this year. They have had, what is it now, three or four years where they've continued to kick the cap can down the road. And I think the wheels fall off. Now, they have some draft capital. 
But that's about it. They have nothing really to write home about. And I just think this season is not going to go very well. And it, it honestly could be a thing where they look at it and go, maybe we should not have taken Derek Carr and given him such a big contract. So I have them going 6-11, and third place in the division. The next team, which it's going to reveal who wins, so just, you know, the next team is the Carolina Panthers. I like what they did in the draft. But, but a rookie quarterback going against, you know, other NFL rosters where they're playing nine teams with a winning record according to how the schedule worked out with what I did, that's a tall order. But I have them losing to the Atlanta Falcons in week one, losing to the Saints in week two. I do have them surprising the Seahawks in week three. I think there's enough that Bryce Young could maybe get that done in week three, you know, surprise the Seahawks just a little bit. But they come crashing back down to earth against the Vikings in week four and in week five against the Lions. They lose both those games. Going into week six against the Dolphins, again, I have them beating the Dolphins. I just think there's a chance that they could steal two of these games. But I'm not going to put those against division opponents who know them very well. I'm not going to put those against, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, who I think have a very good offense and still a pretty decent defense. So i got to put it against some teams that would be surprising. That's why I picked the Seahawks and the Dolphins. Then I have them going on a bye, of course, in Week 7. That's that's just what the NFL schedule makers did. I have them beating the Texans. I have, I have Bryce Young getting the better of C.J. Stroud. There you go. But I do have Anthony Richardson getting the better of Bryce Young the next week. I have the Bears beating the Panthers. The Cowboys, the Titans, and the Buccaneers beating the Panthers. Remember, that's the only win for the Buccaneers. I do have the Panthers then going on a little bit of a win streak here to, to end the season. They win four of their last five. And so what I've done here is I've, I've tried to give them some momentum going into next season. Just so you know, we'll do this again during the season, and we're going to keep track of how well I'm doing. We'll have two of these. I'll reset them. And we'll do one that is totally what the NFL has had happen. And we're going to do one that, you know, totally is just what I think will happen each week. And we'll see We'll see how well I do at the end. So they beat the New Orleans Saints, but they do get swept by the Falcons. They beat the Packers at home. And they beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. I think at that point, there's a chance Jacksonville could be resting starters and some other things. So, I mean, you know, it could be one of those, yeah, they won, but Trevor didn't play and ETN didn't play and Foyside Aluakin didn't play and on and on we could go. A win is a win. It doesn't matter how you get it. A win is a win. And I have them beating the Buccaneers to go 7-10. and 10. Remember, winning four of their last five. That's momentum that you can build around if you're in an NFL locker room. Which means your division winner for the NFC South this season is the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. I have them sweeping their division, going 6-0. and I have them going 9-3 and against their conference. I have them losing every game, though, against a winning team. But winning almost every game against the losing teams. And that is what I see 
in the Atlanta Falcons' future right now. There are bottom feeder divisions in the NFL. They're not great, but they go to the playoffs. At least one of them will. So here's what we have happening. I have them beating the Panthers in Week 1, losing to the Packers, Lions, and Jaguars in Weeks 2, 3, and 4. I have them winning three in a row against the Texans, the Commanders, and the Buccaneers, but losing a heartbreaker to the Tennessee Titans and the Minnesota Vikings. I have them beating the Arizona Cardinals. They go on their bye in Week 11, they come back, and they win against the Saints, but they don't get it done against the Jets. They come back in Week 14 and beat the Buccaneers. Week 15, they beat the Panthers. They fall to the Colts in Week 16. They beat the Bears and the Saints to finish their season 10-7. and Against teams with a winning record, I have them going 10-2. and Against teams with a winning record, I have them going 0-5. But, if I were right, your NFC South division winners would be the Atlanta Falcons. So let's go over to the AFC South, and then we'll round this episode out. The AFC South, I I will say that I think I got this one more wrong than I would care to admit. Um, basically, I don't know that two of these will go the exact same way that, that I have them going, but we start with the Houston Texans, and they lose whew, their first seven games. They're not a good football team. And no no draft, no matter how great C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson will be, no draft, in my opinion, is going to propel them to being a playoff team after one season, one draft. Okay? So they're just terrible right now. They were terrible last year. It's how they got to be the number two pick. I don't see them. Like, there's a difference between saying, you know, like the Chicago Bears probably aren't as bad as they were, but they were the number one pick because of Justin Fields' injury and some other stuff that just didn't go their way. You cannot say that about the Houston Texans. You just can't. And so I have them losing their first seven games against the Ravens, Colts, Jaguars, Steelers, Falcons, and Saints, and Panthers. They have a bye in Week 7, so in Week 9 they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lose to the Bengals and beat the Cardinals. And then they lose the rest of the season. Um, they, they lose to the Jaguars in Week 12, the Broncos in Week 13, Jets in Week 14, Titans in Week 15, Browns in Week 16. Deshaun Watson revenge game probably will be better than last year because he actually has something to prove now. They have their guy. Davis Mills was not their guy. He might have been had they actually given him a chance, but Davis Mills was not their guy. That's that's proven because they just went out and took C.J. Stroud. Then they lose to the Titans and the Colts. So, you know, you, you think about Houston. They're going 0-9 against winning teams, 2-6 against losing teams, and 0-6 in their division. Do I, do I think it's going to be that bad... Probably not, but I'm going off of feel. This is everybody's healthy. Everybody is exactly where they want to be. The teams don't change essentially from where they are now. Now, the Cardinals, that's not going to be true. They're, they're, they're terrible. Uh, but that's based on the injury 
to Kyler Murray. So this is as if you had to play these 17 games starting next week. That's how we did this. So the Houston Texans end up being 2-15. and 15. The Tennessee Titans. I, I just don't like the Titans. Um, I think the message of Mike Vrabel is stale. I think he'll be a defensive coordinator starting next year. Um, I, I think Derrick Henry ends up getting traded. And I think that the Titans are one of those teams where their window was open for such a brief moment. And it really kind of shows you where my mind is with these teams because I think there are other windows that you're going to be surprised that I have closed and others that I have opening. But hear me out, okay? I promise you it'll be worth it. I promise you you won't regret it. And it doesn't really truly matter because this is all just a guess at this point. But I have the Titans losing their first six games. They go 0-6 against the Saints, Chargers, Browns, Bengals, Colts, and Ravens. They get some things taken care of in the bye week, and they come out and they're a motivated team against a a good Atlanta Falcons team record-wise. And they beat them. But they lose to the Steelers, come back and beat the Buccaneers in Week 10, and then they lose to the Jags, beat the Panthers, lose to the Colts, Dolphins, come back, beat the Texans, lose to the Seahawks, beat the Texans, and I have them upsetting the Colts, or not the Colts, the Jaguars in Week 18. But again, I have the Jaguars kind of losing their last two games with an understanding of like, you know, maybe the playoff race at that point is out of reach. And there's just no point. You know, like if if you're looking at it and you say, hey, they've already lost, you know, three games and the Chiefs at that point only lost one. It's like, we're two games behind them. What's the point? Let's just, you know, shut it down, make sure we're healthy. Uh, you know, a healthy team against Patrick Mahomes is better than a wounded team at home against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that, that guy can win anywhere. So I have the Tennessee Titans going 6-11, and 2-9 uh, and nine against winning teams and 4-2 and two against losing teams, and 2-5 and five against playoff teams. They're not a good team. And if I'm wrong, I'd be happy to be wrong. I just don't like what they're doing. It's stale. It's out of touch. It's out of date. It's time for something new. You know, you have wasted Derrick Henry's career. You have wasted, wasted it. And it makes me mad because when they drafted Derrick Henry, they barely used him for the first, like, two seasons of his career. I'm getting too loud. I'm in a hotel room. I need to be quiet. The Indianapolis Colts are an interesting team. And I I think they're going to be sneaky good. Now, look. I'm on record. I don't like the Anthony Richardson pick. But a lot of people didn't like the Jalen Hurts pick when he went to the Eagles. A lot of people thought Jalen Hurts shouldn't be drafted that high. He just played in the Super Bowl with the guy that's now in Indianapolis coaching. Shane Steichlin or Streichler Shannon, whatever his name is. He's now the coach. He really helped morph and mold Jalen into what he became. If anybody can take a 20-year-old Anthony Richardson and turn him into a bona fide starter, it's got to be Indianapolis. So of all the fits that he could have had, 
Indy's not a bad landing spot. They really aren't. That being said, I do have them having some bumps and bruises, but their schedule is not that incredibly hard when you really stop and think about it. According to this, they're only playing six winning teams all year, and a majority of those teams are in their division. They play the Jaguars twice. If you haven't picked up on it now, Jaguars the number one seed in their division. I have them winning the division. Here's where it gets really fun for Indianapolis because I have them going kind of back and forth, up and down. But I think there's some positives that they can end the season on and look to the future. They lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home week one. They beat the Texans in week two, lose to the Ravens in week three, and they beat the Titans and the Rams in weeks four and five. It has been nine years if this next game goes the way that it was supposed, that I have it going, I should say. It has been nine years since the Indianapolis Colts have won in Jacksonville. So I have the Jacksonville Jaguars winning at home and sweeping the Colts. I have the Browns beating the Colts, but the Colts going on a little mini win streak, beating the Saints and the Panthers, but losing on the road to the Patriots. They go on their bye in Week 11, and they win three in a row, and here's the one that I want you to hold on to. They win four of their last six, so they go four and two down the stretch. If you're a rookie quarterback and you stay healthy, and you got all that stuff working for you, going four and six, or winning four of six down the stretch, is not bad. I think that's something you can easily write home about and be excited. So, after their bye week, after their bye week, they play the Buccaneers and beat them. The Titans and beat them. Here's where they get some attention. They beat the Bengals. I have the Steelers beating the Colts, and only only because the Steelers have notoriously had a very good record against rookie quarterbacks. Their defense is just really complex and complicated, and I think it's hard for rookies to deal with. And a very few rookies' names are on the list of teams that have beaten us. We're usually very good against rookie quarterbacks. I have them beating the Falcons, a playoff team, but dropping a game against the Raiders at home and then beating the Texans on the ro- or at home to end the season 10 and 7 and just narrowly missing the playoffs. They would be one of two AFC teams that would have the same fate. 10 and 7 but no playoffs. There is a third team that went 10 and 7 and made the playoffs. We'll talk about that later this week. So, that leaves us with, in my estimation, oh, by the way, they, they go 2-4 and four against winning teams and 8-3 and three against losing teams. 1-3 and three against playoff teams, um, and they just, they struggle. They go 4-2 and two in the division, but they lose both games against the, the division opponents that are actually good. That leaves us with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
I like the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Dougie P, Doug Peterson, come on, guys. That guy won a Super Bowl with a worse team than he's got right now in Jacksonville, quarterback-wise. And I know Carson Wentz did majority of the work, and then Nick Foles was great in that playoff run, and he was. Don't, don't take anything that I just said as a detriment. But I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now, I think the Jaguars are going to be scary good this year. And it starts with them winning seven of their first eight games. I have them beating the Colts on the road. I have them losing to the Chiefs. Early in the season, that's that's tough. You're going to have to beat the Chiefs when they're weak, and I don't think they're going to be weak this point in the season. I have them beating the Texans, the Falcons, the Bills. On the road, by the way, I think Jacksonville can go in there and punch them in the mouth. I have them coming back home and beating the Colts because that's just what they do right now. They're nine and zero over the last, you know, eight and zero over the last eight seasons. This would be season number nine. I have them beating the Saints. Here's how you know I'm. I promise you, I'm trying not to be biased with this. I have them marching into Heinz Field in Week Eight and beating the Steelers. Boy, I hope I'm wrong about that. Uh, because the way that shakes up, that's actually an incredibly important game. And we'll explain all that later, but that's a very important game that the Steelers drop. I have them upsetting the San Francisco 49ers at home off of a bye week. They get to have the 49ers go to them. That's a tough flight. I think Jacksonville will be more rested. The 49ers will struggle in that game. I have them beating the Titans and the and the Texans. I have them losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. And I have them beating the Browns and dropping a game against Baltimore. Beating the Buccaneers. And then, according to what I have done here, my motto is they've locked up, you know, the number two seed at that point. Because that's what they are. Just letting you know. They're the number two seed. They've locked up the number two seed. And they basically just say, we're shutting it down. It's fine. We're not getting the number one in this scenario from what I've done. It's fine. Don't worry. So... What that means is that the Jacksonville Jaguars go 12 and 5, 6 and 3 against winning teams, 6 and 2 against losing teams, and 4 and 1 against playoff teams. I'm telling you guys right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I like what they're doing. A lot. A lot. So, next podcast that we have together on the GOAT podcast, we're going to be detailing a few more, few more playoff implications. And tomorrow, we're going to continue with the East. NFC East. AFC East. Until then, take care.